and action. Hello out there to all our 34 Circe podcast. And cut. <laughs> Hello out there to all our 34 Circe Salon podcast listeners. I'm Don Sam Alden. And I'm Sean Marlon Newcomb. Thank you so much for following this podcast and for your support for programs that explore the untold stories of female agency and adventure throughout history. This program is more than just something that we love doing, and we really deeply love it. It's also a mission for us. And we'd love for it to be a mission for you as well. So we've created an account on Patreon, a fundraising website, in order to help us fund the podcast and some other really great, really fun projects that we have planned. So if you're able, please go over to patreon.com slash 34 Circe and pledge your support. You can do a one-time donation or a monthly subscription. And any amount, even a dollar, helps fulfill the mission to help make matriarchy great again. So thank you for taking the time to listen to us in this exciting little commercial spot that we've given you. So <laughs> now on to the show. Welcome to the 34 Welcome to Make Matriarchy Great Again. Welcome back to the 34 Circe Salon. This is Make Matriarchy Great Again. And as you can tell by the special music that we just played, this is in praise of the goddess. We are praising the goddess today. And helping us with that praise, first off, is the one and only Dawn Sam Alden. Hi, Dawn. <laughs> Hello. Welcome, welcome, everyone. And uh, we are going to be praising Sekhmet and Bass and Dawn. I will simply pass it over. Pass over to you. Who do we have with us? Whom do we have with us tonight? Whom do we have? Yes, indeed. Well, we have a, a returning guest today, the fabulous Nancy Raman, and uh, we are going to be talking together. <laughs> Hi, everyone. <laughs> Welcome, Nancy. And uh, we had talked last time about ISIS, um, but today we are, as Sean said, going to be talking about Sekhmet and Bast. And uh, you and I had talked a little bit about them beforehand, but um, but let's dive right into it. Actually, could I ask if Nancy could just tell a little bit about a background again, because the last time we had talked about it, but you if mean, the listeners had missed it. People wouldn't remember? What do you mean, I Sean? Might not. Well, I might <laughs> exactly. not. So, so that we know the context, the really wonderful <laughs> context of your, your connection to these goddesses. So my my connection is uh, that uh, uh, I, I'm I'm Egyptian, and um, I um, I follow like the uh, Kemetic uh, uh, principles or you know the Hermetic principles as a way of life. Um, I am uh, a creative producer and an actor, um, and um, I I. Um, I go to my goddesses um, every day during my meditation for guidance and um, just to channel them. And uh, yeah, that's they, they've been very, very helpful in my meditations and trying to um, channel universal messages on, on what um, I need to embody within that day or that time. And all the messages sort of connect with each other uh, from the deck that I use to give me like one single spirit message. But I really enjoy working with the goddesses um, when when I'm, you know, um, 
getting downloads from the universe or whatever you want to call it when I'm connecting with, with source um, is because they were, they were, you know, the ultimate divine feminines, essentially the goddesses and they um, portrayed qualities that, uh, that uh, were, you know, encompassed um, all of the divine feminine qualities essentially, but different goddesses had, you know, special gifts and strengths, which um, um, I really enjoy. I just love the storytelling. I love the the history and the art um, uh, behind these goddesses and how they have, they were, they, they morphed into these, um, um, you know, uh, popular culture uh, uh, figures mm-hmm. um, that that we celebrate to this day, and um, yeah, so that that's really my personal connection with uh, the goddesses um, during my meditations. Um, nice, nice. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so we had been talking earlier and you had mentioned uh, that, uh, you, you know, Sekhmet and Bast, that they are, they are in many ways, um, they're described as twin sisters, they're, dis- they're described as, as different aspects of the same goddess, they are two goddesses that work in concert with each other, um, all of those things. How, how do you see them? So I've read so many things over the internet and, you know, in my researches and trying to learn more about, um, um, these characters, um, there it's, it's very confusing, but from what I gather, there are two sisters that, um, ruled different parts of Egypt, Northern Egypt and Southern Egypt, Mm. but they had the same, essentially the same qualities, right? um, but one was, you know, had, like they they both had their own unique qualities as well uh, and characteristics. Um, but they're they they still come from the feline. They have the the feline, the the cat and the lioness um, goddesses. Um, and when they were younger, they were regarded as um, uh, akin to the lioness figure. And as they got older, they were um, they were associated with a cat, with a cat goddess um, uh, figure over time as like older goddesses. Um, or at least this is what, what I have gathered from right. <laughs> all the information right. that's out there on the internet. Um, right. Yeah. So, but, um, so Sekhmet... Uh, from my reading, uh, her name means she who is powerful. Yes. Um, and I just love that. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. She who is powerful. God, God is, is goddess of strength for sure. Yes. yes. And also she who loves Ma'at, which is, um, the concept of Ma'at, uh, and perhaps you can speak to this is like justice or balance or karma. Yeah, fairness. Fairness. Nice. Matt, Matt, yeah. 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 And I think she um she originally got that name because of how she was um the stories say she was created, which was that um Ra, the god Ra, um had looked down upon the earth and the humans were not living in accordance with Ma'at. They were not living in accordance with the laws of justice. Yes. And in that way, were dishonoring him. Were basically, you know, turning turning their backs on him. Mm-hmm. And so he got angry. And um, the the different there are a couple of different ways that this is um, described. Um, but essentially, Sekhmet was created from that anger, from that. Um, sense of righteous indignation mm-hmm. in many ways and was sent down to earth and um, sent down to punish those who were uh, going astray. Um, and she really got into that. Yeah. <laughs> she, yeah. She, she got into it. Yeah. yeah. She had um, a battle. Like, 
Yes, a battle fever, essentially, and um, Mm -hmm. just started slaughtering all of humanity. And uh, and Ra saw that was happening and was like, whoa, 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 (laughs) it's taking it a little bit too far. But she couldn't be stopped. She was in uh, she was in the zone and um, and she was just slaughtering everyone. So a couple of different versions of this as well. But um, essentially in her path was put uh, beer that was stained red, either with uh, pomegranate juice or with ochre, different, mm-hmm. um, different stories say uh, different things. But it was this beer that was stained red to look like blood. And yeah. so in her frenzy, she came upon this blood and she started to drink it. And she drank all of the, what she thought was blood in her way, but was actually beer. And she drank so much, she got drunk and passed out. <laughs> Yeah. So, so she's very similar to. I mean, all a lot of these myths have their source wellspring, but she has a Kali aspect, right? Kali becoming sent out to destroy evil and that sort of thing from well, Shiva. Um, yeah, I mean, I would say that she was similar in that to Durga, in that she was created for a specific warrior purpose. Uh, okay. Durga was created to. Um, to battle Mahishashura, the buffalo demon, um, which was a, a demon so powerful that none of the other gods could defeat it. Um, but uh, it's because it's interesting because Kali, I guess, has a similar. There's a Kali story where she's sent to, um, I guess, uh, mete out justice against evil uh, from Shiva in one of the myths. So I guess there's a few. But it's interesting that in all that in both of these pantheons, it's uh, a feminine force, a divine feminine that meets out justice, yeah. meets out balance. So does it for, I mean, so, Nancy, do you turn, turn to this? Uh, do you turn to segment in that way? Do you do in your practice? Does she represent something where when you're looking to balance something out or something in your life or how do you approach it? No. So, so Mat is the, the goddess of balance. And like, you know, we are always in search of balance. We're in search of balance in our duality and what's above and below. And in, in every angle, we're looking at the balance within us, you know, the masculine, feminine, etc. Um, and, and Mat was like the goddess who tried to achieve, um, fairness, um, justice, um, but also balance. She was, she was the goddess of balance essentially. Um, but most of these goddesses are, they, their, their qualities, you know, like most of the gods and goddesses, they, they have those like sort of balanced qualities about them, you know, um, like, uh, Sehmet or, or Bast, for example, both of them were, as fierce as they were, they were also very healing. They had healing qualities and they had, you know, they, they kept the plagues away and, um, and they were also like guardians and protectors, um, as much as they were, you know, fierce firefighters. Um, um, her priests, secondary priests. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, and also very sensual and sexual as well, like fierce in their in their sensuality and magic, um, and like intoxication, you know, through through their you know their their fierceness and their beauty, that all that opulence really of of um, um, of their fierceness <laughs> essentially. Uh, manifests in, in, in other ways as well. That's like, you know, highly feminine. Um, so, so like I said, you know, most, most goddesses, you know, have these like qualities. So when I, um, when I seek, uh, or when I try to connect with, uh, or Bast, I'm essentially looking for strength because I am, you know, obviously feeling like weak. Actually, I take that back, strength and independence, because sometimes we can be really dependent on other people in our day to day. And you need to have that like full autonomy to sort of make uh, more informed decisions for yourself and and whatnot. Um, 
so I, I seek that fine uh, independence um, uh, through my connection with them. Um, and you were saying that that was, in many ways, that was um, that was a quality of Bast was this yeah. sense of independence. Now they are, you know, they're both they both have a lot of the same qualities. So yeah, um, that, I mean, yeah. she's you know she's she's independent. Bast is independent. She's also she's got the cat like traits. You know, like she's right. you know feminine, gracefulness, and independence, and playfulness, and. And also having like, you know, the a very high sixth sense or, you know, intuition, which mm. is, you know, a very strong gift. Um, but, you know, like they were also known, like Bast was also known to be the daughter of Ra, which mm-hmm. is the ultimate god. Um, and uh, Isis, who we spoke about the last, um, right. the last time, the giver of life. Right. Um, so she, she also, you know, she comes from royalty. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely, yeah, and they're both uh, sun deities, so they're both uh, associated is, with Ra in that sense, yeah. Which is independence, strength, you know, yeah. autonomy, that that kind of um, stuff. Yeah, so Sahmat's particularly, I look more for strength, mm-hmm. whereas but, I look more for independence. Yeah, and you mentioned that uh, Sahmat was also a healer, and. Um, interesting, uh, interesting thing that her her priests, uh, Sekhmet's priests, were doctors, were the doctors, the healers of the society. So in her temple was where um, where people went for healing. Mm-hmm. So she very much was associated not only with destruction but healing. Um, uh, you know, she could both send out the plagues and she could cure them. So both aspects of that. Yeah. Yeah. Very fierce. (laughs) Very fierce. Yeah. Yeah. She is uh, depicted as uh, the body of a woman with the head of a lion. Mm -hmm. And um, she is carrying in one hand, she carries the Ankh of life. And in the other, she carries a scepter formed from papyrus. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, she is, as we mentioned, uh, called she who is powerful. She is also called the lady of terror. Um, She is associated with the heat of the desert sun at midday and the heat of the winds, that the hot winds that blow from the desert. So very much a a solar deity, a sun deity. Mm -hmm. Um, But yes, she, uh, she... brought she could bring plague but uh, also she could cure it and she was the patron of physicians and healers mm-hmm. um yeah you know i, I so w- when speaking about healing sometimes i just feel weak in my body as well um you know whether i'm having a cold or just not feeling you know feeling sluggish uh-huh so um when I connect with uh, Sahmeth, I ask for like you know um, a little boost in like my my you know my physical physical exercise routine, and you know it's just it's 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 nice to have that reminder or or that support from goddesses who are just so like if you see if you see how their depictions um, online, they're just you know these sort of you know muscular woman you know <laughs> yes yeah, uh, yeah. Or, or not muscular but fit you know they're really yes. fit and like they're you know um with grace of course so right yeah. you know and all all women want to feel you know to embody that that sort of physical strength as well right so so yeah if i'm if i'm if i feel like i my body is in need of like you know its own sort of healing. Um, I think about these goddesses and, you know, I channel them in my, um, in my uh, uh, meditations to, to just for support and, and advice and guidance really. Um, Yeah. So like I I have, sorry. No, no, sorry. I was, you go, please finish. Yeah. So, you know, I have, during my meditations, I've been sort of given, 
you know, like asked to do like rowing, for example, <laughs> you know, when I was talking to or connecting uh, with uh, with Ahmed, you know, she again, this is this is me like in my world, you know, right. But she dropped that suggestion to you <laughs> to try yes, rowing. Yes. Oh, I was like, okay, I'm in Chicago. There is a rowing club. You're on point, girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. So. So it's uh, it's stuff like that, really, that that uh, I enjoy about these goddesses because they're also very playful, like I said, you know, with the yes. yeah, yeah. Were there any cultural? And I know I asked this last time. Were there any cultural practices that you take that are uh, that you have incorporated to how you follow when you reach out to these goddesses? Are there anything, or are you really developing the practice on your own? through your own inspiration. Oh, I'm developing it on my own completely. Okay. Uh, but, you know, being from Egypt, you have their statues like on your, ev- like everywhere, like the Egyptian gods and goddesses uh, and uh, kings and queens are still on our, on our paper notes, you know, uh, on our, on our currency. They're just part of our everyday life. They're they are on our coins. They are on our, you know, um, they're all over the city. You find them. They're, they're little monuments. They're they're just part of um, our culture. Like you'll you'll spot them everywhere. So it's not it's not um, uh, uncommon for you to go to. Uh, a person's uh, salon or, or whatever at home and see their furniture with like the head of Sahmet at the end of the, the, the chair, you know, like you, it's, it's not uncommon to see these little, little things, little details that that's within the culture. That's just eh, normal, you know, head of, a lion, head of a lion and the body of a woman, that, that kind of thing. Like to a point where, you know, the people don't even know who she is like her, but but I know that in um, like my my father uh, and my mother they they studied in Egypt and they did the Egyptian uh, curriculum and there is um, a class on ancient Egypt and Egyptology to like talk to you about the uh, to inform uh, children in schools about um, our goddesses and our history and and our gods and kings and and just to give you at least a good um, idea of who their names were. So, but, but, you know, and obviously, you know, they share that, you know, their stories and strengths and all of that, but we don't practice because, you know, Egypt has become, uh, either a Muslim or a Coptic, uh, state. So, um, yeah, I was going to um, ask about the tension that might be there because the Coptics represent, I know, a smaller percentage in a very ancient Christian lineage. Not, a lot of people don't realize they're just a very old Christian lineage. Yeah, um, and then you have the Muslims who are the majority in Egypt. So, is yes. is there any tension with with either of the two faiths with people who begin to sort of look into this these goddesses or gods, as the case may be? Oh, it's not so, you know, if you're interested in it, which many people in Egypt are, you know, if you're interested in it, you can, you can wear it, you can wear like a lot of things like the, the key of life, the Ankh, for example, people wear that, people wear like earrings and, and jewelry and stuff with like, you know, the ancient Egyptian, like sort of, it's, it's, it's common, although now most of Cairo or Egypt in, in general is very, very westernized. So you'd find kids dressed more like Justin Bieber than, <laughs> than you know, wearing uh, an Ankh an uh, necklace, you know. It's the internet. It's Instagram. Right. Right. But but it's there, you know, it's, it's, it's there, it's available. You, you do notice it as, um, you know, as for the casual viewer, you know, um, and, uh, uh, in terms of rituals, if somebody is practicing of, of the faith, it is, you know, each to their own. I mean, in Islam, there is, um, a very, very important surah that says, um, lakum dinakum wa 
which is you've got your faith and I've got mine that, you know, you've got to have that respect, you know, for, for people. Um, but they're not like people who worship idols or like, you know, uh, or, or, or have like, uh, um, a mythology, um, based faith are, are regarded as like, you know, essentially like crazy or, <laughs> or like, you know, like not, not like, you know, just, um, uh, a new age weirdo or whatever, you know, like that, that kind of, they, we're not, we're not, we're never really taken seriously when you show interest and, and following for, um, ancient religions. Um, and some, some people like, you know, the, uh, Muslims, you know, and I come from a Muslim background, uh, it's seen as uh, blasphemous because you're associating wondered, other, yeah. Yeah, sorry. I said, that's what I was wondering because I, the, in terms of the idolatry and that sort of thing, would it be considered something that was really, you know, for someone who was very devout in Islam? Yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's obviously disrespectful, uh, because, you know, at monotheism, you, um, you essentially um, have one God and you can't have gods and goddesses with different functions. Uh, and, and by the way, just, just uh, as a side note here in Islam, when they, when they refer to God, it is essentially the universe. We, there is a lot of cosmic talk and cosmic talk in, in, in the Quran more than any, um, any other book, you know, that, that, uh, I have read. Um, but, but they, you know, like they, they don't want you to assume that there are multiple gods. That's just, um, that's blasphemous in, in monotheism, whether How you're about... Coptic, Coptic or Muslim, it's the same. Yeah, I would, I would imagine. How about for women as the symbolism? I mean, in terms of, let's say, uh, Egyptian feminists or um, uh, women in Egypt who are focusing on female empowerment. Uh, is there a, is there any sort of um, sort of cultural movement connecting to these goddesses from a symbolic standpoint? I wish I could say yes, um, but uh, I would say there there are. There are like we do celebrate women in Egypt uh, uh, on a larger scale, um, but I, you know, no, they're not. No, in in response to your, your question, uh, no, we don't have that. I wish we did, but we definitely understand the qualities of like independence and fierceness and all of that. And we celebrate it. If there's any woman that's, um, you know, whether she's, you know, uh, representing our country in the Olympics or whether she's a scientist or a politician or, you know, someone who's, who's, who makes us proud, you know, or an, or an artist, an actor, you know, um, we celebrate women and also in, in Islam, you know, I think I, I told you the last time that, you know, heaven lies at the feet of mothers. So the, we, we really, we, the, you know, the, the original Islam or like the, the faith, you know, really, um, celebrates the woman. Uh, Prophet Muhammad, you know, he he loved um, his wives. He looked up to them. He, uh, um, you know, they, uh, Khadija, for example, was his um, uh, wife who was, I, th I believe, 10 years older than him or something. And he just admired women and he celebrated them and they worked and they drove and they, they were businesswomen and they, they, they had different qualities as well. So it's there in Islam, but unfortunately there, you know, the patriarchy when it, when it came in, um, it was, it was more of like a, a global thing, I guess, where, um, women were made to not have the, the, the strength that 
that were once possessed in these cultures or like in our ancient cultures and, and even in religions that are not so ancient, um, you know, things went, were messed up somewhere down the line. There were, there's been for the last, um, I don't know, a thousand years, probably there's been an imbalance on, 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 on this planet. Yeah. Patriarchy um, ruins everything. Yeah, yeah. And I'm so glad that we're experiencing like the energies right now, the frequencies of of this planet is like it's sort of calibrating. COVID was a blessing in calibrating um, our feminine and and masculine energies. More women have stepped up and more women are coming into, you know, returning. Sorry not coming, returning <laughs> to, to, to power, uh, independence, entrepreneurship, um, you know, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm seeing it. And even in the Arab world where women were just not allowed to do anything now, they're just, you know, spokespeople. Um, and I'm, and I'm just really proud of, where we are as women now, either in the Arab world, in Egypt, in America, wherever, really. Um, yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. So let's, uh, let's bring our goddesses back into this. Um, so uh, you had mentioned, um, Nancy, you'd mentioned that, uh, that um, segment also had uh, an aspect of being a goddess of protect. She was a protector that yes. her fierceness and her strength was used as protection. And in, in that aspect, she um, was often seen in Pharaoh's tombs as a, um, uh, she was called the mistress and the lady of the tomb. And she was placed in there to protect the Pharaohs on their journey to the afterlife. Mm-hmm. Um and Bast, or Bastet, as she's sometimes called, um, also was a very important protector. And it came from uh, this tradition that uh, cats were extremely important in ancient Egypt and may still be um, because they protected the crops from um, from pests, from rodents and uh, snakes that would come to try to um, either eat the crops or destroy the crop plants. And um, they, in doing so, they not only protected the food source, but they also um, slowed the spread of diseases that were carried by rodents. So um, cats the were... Best. I would say she protected these households from, yes. from diseases... Yeah, and she because was, she's because she's intuitive, you know, the cat is a very intuitive animal. Um, you know, she she also protected the evil spirits. Like she she guarded the um, the pe- people's homes from from evil spirits. Yes, yes, she was a beloved goddess. Um, I think because in many ways she was very closely associated with home and family that she was um she was the protector of the household and of the home and family mm-hmm. and um even though she sort of appeared later in uh egyptian ancient egyptian history she was one of the most popular deities um and uh had an enormous um sort of worship center cult center um, in Bubastis, and people would travel uh, f- from all over to bring their um, the mummies mummif- mummif- of their their household cats to Bubastis to be buried there in her sort of worship center. Um, so she was she was a very beloved and um, very popular deity. Um, I think because she was in many ways very personal to a lot of people. Yeah. And I feel like this is, this is why um, cats were revered in, in Egypt because of those protective qualities and why people had cats in their homes. They domesticated them for, for those reasons. And up until today, I feel like people um, are more conscious people, let's say, 
they have cats to protect as well because they're very intuitive animals. They, they, you know, they can sense energies and, um, they, they definitely protect the household from sort of, you know, any danger or any bad omens or anything that, 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 that would come to the house. Um, so they're, they're seen as, as, as the guardian, um, uh, pets essentially. Yeah. And in rural areas, they are often still, you know, barn cats. Uh, they're still very much used for that purpose to protect, um, to protect against, um, against, you know, physical in, in invaders and pests and rodents and things like that, that would, that would damage the food source. Yeah. Um, so they are, yeah, both spiritually and practically, uh, mm-hmm. they they are protectors of um, of the home and the hearth, mm-hmm. um, and Bast was also associated with uh, motherhood, uh, with um, good health, and also with pleasure. You mentioned the sort of sensuality of the cat, and that yes. was very definitely um, an aspect uh, that Bast carried was that sense of pleasure and. Um, she carried in, in playfulness. Yes, yeah. Um, the depictions of her, she carries an, a percussion instrument, a sistrum, in her right hand. So she was associated with music um, and with play mm-hmm. uh, in many ways. And dancing as well, and celebration. And yeah. Yeah. I also wanted to, to say that she also protected um, pregnant women. Mm. the the mother element so this is where i i stand here and wonder if sahmet and bast were one and the same mm-hmm. and you know uh sahmet was like the the younger queen who was you know who was um uh, bloodthirsty <laughs> uh-huh, right. um so if she was the younger one that was the warrior and then as she got older and settled and you know had uh, children, she became the cat because cats are, you know, more, they're less uh, fierce than lionesses, let's say. Yeah. Uh, and th- this is where I stand here and wonder if they're the, the same thing. But, you know, it's nice to think that they were sisters and yeah, uh, yeah. They, they had different different qualities. Yeah, uh, it's, it's her temples were also places of healing. Um mm-hmm. And uh, she had both male and female um, who served in both men and women served in her clergy, but her her temples were also centers of food distribution, which I thought was really interesting in the sort of understanding of matriarchy as um, a system that provides um, to those who need that uh, that has goods that are held in sort of common by the people and are flow to those who have need. So Mm -hmm. there is a sort of, you know, as you were saying, Nancy, there is a sort of mature, almost matriarchal feel to Bast. Yes. Um, She she was more, she felt, she felt more like queen, whereas Sahmed felt more like a a princess, you know. Like a Um, warrior princess. A warrior princess and the, the, the wise queen. Um, or the healing queen. And this is what makes it so interesting. Sure. I was going to say, there's a concept that our our friend Vicky Noble has of the double goddess. uh, And this seems to kind of line right up with it. The idea of you have one goddess represents the internal domestic (laughs) kinds of issues or priestess kind of issues. And the other goddess makes war or provides defense. And so there are two heads of the same sort of matriarchal union. And it might be something we bring up with Vicky at some point, uh, Dawn, just because it's yeah. a really interesting example of that. Yeah, they definitely yeah. they definitely seem to fit that pattern. I like the matriarchal union. That that sounds really lovely. I, f- I feel like it's uh, matriarchy at all ages. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are all for that, to be sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, so 
the cult of Bast was actually carried into Italy by the Romans. Um, so again, you know, uh, Bast was a very popular goddess and, yes. um, and her influence spread, um, a lot further outside of Egypt, um, in, in many ways than Sehmet as the, as the warrior goddess did. Mm-hmm. Um, and an interesting thing that I noticed about Sekhmet that reminded me of, um, we had a, a recent conversation with um, Anukina um, about Ishtar. And she had said mm-hmm. how in her tradition, um, Ishtar is not only seen as a, as a manifestation of the goddess, but also as, in many ways, the, the, um, the mother of her people. Um, mm-hmm. And that... Uh, the people that still um, that still follow the traditions of Ishtar um, look back and and consider her a foremother. Um, and in in some traditions, Sekhmet has that same position that many of the pharaohs claimed that Sekhmet was their ancestress, that she um, she was the founder of their their family. Um, and so there was a personal connection um, to Sekhmet as their great mother, and um, they would often uh, sort of invoke her um, as their strength, um, especially when they were, you know, going into battle, that kind of thing, that they would invoke her as their ancestor um, mm-hmm. and ask for her strength and her protection. Um and in a similar way, Bast was seen as um, the sort of uh, maternal figure for the pharaoh's children, so that she was she was sort of invoked as a as a more of like a um, I don't want to say nursemaid because that sounds that that you know has connotations of being like the hired help in many ways, but that she was she was. You don't want to the, say nanny. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to say nanny, but um, not that nannies aren't, you know, amazing people with wonderful, you know, who do wonderful work, but, um, but that she was sort of like the mothering influence to the, to the youth, uh, to the young pharaohs as they were growing. So um, they both had this connection with the, with the family um, in slightly different ways. Yeah, I also read somewhere that um, Bast was um, likened to um, Artemis the the during the the Greek period. Um, you know, which is she's she's the she's the goddess of the moon. Um, right. She's a, uh, she, Artemis is a particular had, friend of our podcast. Just so yes, you know. absolutely. That's interesting. Tell me more about that. So, so she is, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, being with the goddess of the moon, you've got the, you know, if you're, if, if you've got like the moon, you've got the sun as well in your, in your realm, let's say. So since, since she is the goddess of the moon and the sun is like, you know, the parent, um, bust and and in, in, in our, in bust's case, she was the daughter of Ra. So there was that kind of, likening between them both having both parents as the son essentially interesting interesting yeah um so there is you know uh, you know like i said with hermetic uh, uh you know faiths and, and and principle the the greek uh, or or roman um and the egyptian uh, gods and goddesses and, and principles are pretty much the same uh, with with you know the stories and the, the um, attributes of gods and goddesses uh, there is a very strong link and they were also very close you know Greece and Egypt they were very close and they shared and, and they interacted shared. quite a bit yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. Herodotus uh, spent a lot of his discussion in his writing, uh, in the his in his history, that he talked about trying. He, he if you when you read through it, he he tries to explain 
who the Egyptian gods were in terms of the Greek gods. So it is interesting. He directly does what you're saying, Nancy. He goes through and he says, well, this god is like our god. Uh, you know, this god is like Apollo. This god is like, etc., etc." So there was that. And also because the Greeks had such high regard, such deep respect for the, for the Egyptian culture, because as far back as the Greeks are from us, ancient Egypt was further back from them. You know, some of the, some of the dynasties, you know, they're yeah. 2,500 years ago, but they could go much further back in Egypt. So it had that same kind of thing. It's really interesting. Fascinating. Yeah, they had a reverence for it. Yeah, because the, yeah. I mean, I'm just sort of a way of saying that as ancient as the Greeks are to us, so were the Egyptians to the Greeks. So anyway, well, maybe this is a good spot to kind of like tie up. Yeah. Um, Everything that we've been talking about, Nancy, maybe if you want to, anything you would want to leave us with about uh, Sekhmet and Bast? Well, so about uh, about them, you, you say? Well, just about your about your connection to them, just as we wrap right, up. Any final up. thoughts okay, so as I we wrap up? I will just say, during, during your meditations, you know, if, if, you, are, if you are seeking... Um, guidance from goddesses uh you know uh, their their message to you like sahmet's message to you would would usually be more towards like strength and you know feeling powerful and victorious or autonomous um bast has a similar message as well but it's just um you know it's it's there a way to guide you to not uh yield to any like pressure or temptation that's that that takes you off your path essentially or you know not to underestimate your own strength and in being able to do something because you could do anything you want to if you put your mind to it and you've got to have that faith in yourself but sometimes life can get tough and you know we tell ourselves that we're not able to do something so uh when we seek guidance from from Sahmet, her message is always, you know, like don't, you know, always have like the 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 self faith that you have the strength to do this, you can do this, um, and also, you know, to to try and work out as well. You know, Sahmet was um, very much into you know embodying that you know fit um, lioness. Um, uh, like figure, you know, so um, that's Sahmet's um, message um, as well. You know, that's uh, she. 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 She's a person. She's. She's a goddess to call upon when you're looking for strength, either physical or spiritual or or mental. Um, and you know, also uh, um, in terms of like, you know, the healing, you know, the, the healing attributes. I mean, there are other goddesses, uh, you know, um, uh, from, from different uh, civilizations as well that uh, have very strong healing um, gifts and, and powers that, that um, I seek guidance from. But uh, Sahmet is, is one as well that I go to for having those um, uh, uh, healing healing powers. Um, as for Bast, Bast is more about just being independent because you know, like I said earlier um, in the in the podcast, I uh, sometimes you know when you're collaborating with many people or when you're um, even in like your personal relationships you're very easily influenced by, by others. And, you know, you want to seek, um, seek that, you know, your, your decisive qualities, let's say. So it's, it's a, she's a good, Bast is a good goddess to, to go to, to seek sort of, you know, uh, individuation and independence um, away from like um, your, your sphere of influence or your core programming, you know, when you're, when you're working on yourself, let's say, and you're, and you're doing some, some kind of shadow work, uh, which requires you to be independent of, of like your karma or imprints and so forth. 
Bast is excellent at getting you there because she she knows she's like you've got to spend time alone, girl <laughs> or boy, you know, or boy, you've got right? To do the work. You've got to do the work, and you know, and um, but also like be nice to yourself. You know, be playful. Be you know, go and go out and like you know, just uh, just be your gorgeous self, your beautiful self, and you know, allow allow people to enjoy this 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 character. You know, the the playfulness and the gracefulness and. Um, but 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 you know, like I said, Bast is like she's really good to help you with becoming this autonomous person who's you know who makes sharper decisions, who's better at making decisions. And we all face you know the um, uh, uh, I, I I find it sometimes difficult to make decisions you know between the heart and the mind and like this deciding things for many for other for your team or or what have you um so so like when i when i seek um past some guidance you know i'm seeking that her ability to like just be very decisive and like you know to to have that leadership qualities you know that that um i seek during during the moment um yeah, and cool. just you know, like also embracing all like you know the fem sorry feline and uh, lioness qualities as well. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes, <laughs> wonderful. Well, thank you, thank you. This has been a, a lovely time to spend with the uh, the sister goddesses. And, yeah, and um, also it, it takes me back to Cairo. I get to visit my culture as well and talk about my contemporary culture and what's happening. So thank you um, for taking me there as well, <laughs> Sean. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, well this is this is we always love praising the goddesses. So uh, this has been a lovely journey, and so. This is In Praise of the Goddess. We've been talking about Sekhmet and Bass with Nancy and, of course, Dawn. I am Hi. Sean Marlon Newcomb. Thank, Thank you. you. I, I, I jumped in there while you were going to <laughs> I was going to say, anyway. and Sean Marlon Newcomb. <laughs> All right. Uh, this has been the 34 Circe Salon. Make Matriarchy Great Again. We will be back very soon. Take care, everyone, and blessed be.